You might notice during this episode that Cheryl Reeve, uh, just a little bit hoarse. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's just a bug going around. I'm sure there's no other reason for that, but we'll, we'll talk to Cheryl about it. And as we start the Cheryl Reeve show here, I did want to pass out a couple of uh, congratulations. Christine Brennan, who I spent a lot of time talking to at the uh, Olympics, great columnist for the USA Today, was just get, uh, named the winner of the Red Smith Award. Uh, it's a great honor, and she's, of course, deserving. And also Jackie McMullen, one of the pioneering uh, you know, women's sports writers in America. Did a great job at the Boston Globe and ESPN covering the Celtics, being an NBA expert, also a very nice person. I was privileged to be able to introduce her to Lindsay Whalen. It was, it was so funny, uh, Cheryl. I think it was London. And I'm uh, I'm standing there talking to Lindsay, and she looks over. She goes, is that Jackie McMullen? I said, so yeah, you want to meet her? You want to meet her? And I'm and, and it's like, she's like, oh, you, I can meet her? And I'm like, you're Lindsay Whalen. Of course you can meet her. And of course, Jackie comes over and Jackie's thrilled to meet Lindsay and Lindsay's thrilled to meet Jackie. It was such a, a cool moment. Uh, but, you know, two, two sports writing heroes, great sports writers, trailblazer, trailblazers, wonderful people, uh, great journalists. I just wanted to mention them before we get into basketball here. Congratulations to both of them uh, on great careers. Now let's get to a little bit of basketball here. Again, this is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Thank you to our sponsors, Rudy Luther Toyota, All Energy Solar, Cara Quinn, your local realtor and successful marketing group, successfulmarketinggroup.com. All right, Cheryl, I'm not even going to lead you here. Uh, you, You come out of the break, you win your eighth game, then you go to Connecticut and have a, a rough time on Tuesday night. What What's going through your mind now? What are you thinking? Uh, well, I would say that last night's game went uh, um, almost as we as we thought it would and that it was set up uh, in a way for us that it would be really challenging, meaning, you know, you, you've won, you know, eight straight and, uh, you know, we, we beat Connecticut at our place uh, after Connecticut had, you know, an eight-point lead with under three minutes to go and, knew that they were disappointed. It's a start of a five-game homestand for them. Uh, so we, we sort of knew, you know, their level of motivation. And uh, to be really honest with you, I mean, their, their defense, their physicality um, is something that is is a challenge for, for teams to play against. And uh, we weren't quite ready for, for that challenge. And uh, I like, in this case, that we would have a second game against the same team. I, I like it a lot because I thought that, you know, you know, we talked about before that, you know, in in playoffs, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get into a series, uh, that means you get past the second round and get to the semis. Um, you know, these are valuable experiences. And what we talked about last night going into the fourth quarter was, you know, we have to look at this as a series. We're getting ready to play this team again uh, on Thursday. And though I want to win the game tonight and I want to chip away at this and have a chance, uh, we have to set ourselves up uh, for the next game. And we've got to unlock some things. Uh, that we know we can take with us into the next game. And um, and and so we, we talked about that. And, you know, it, it could be something where you say, uh, if you're Connecticut and you're going to win the game, it, you know, where, where that team is saying, we can't let somebody from Minnesota get hot because that will impact the next game. So even though you might feel like you have the game in hand, something that happens in the last three minutes of a game can carry over to that next game, uh, to maybe to the detriment of the team that won uh, on, on the first time that you played. So, you know, we're trying to use this as an experience, a valuable experience, uh, that if we are fortunate enough to play in a series in the playoffs, these are the moments that you can take with you. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that, uh, in this case, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens uh, in the game on, on, on Thursday night, uh, what we learned. Uh, but we were, we were disappointed, um, that, 
that we didn't rise up to the, the challenge of how hard it would be physically. Um, you know, we, we're t- used to getting, uh, you know, a certain play out of certain players and, you know, it just wasn't our night for those things to happen. Um, and so, you know, we, it was, it was rough. It was a rough go for us. And, um, you know, they only scored 72 points. That wasn't, that wasn't the issue. Um, you know, Connecticut is a team that, that this is how they win. You know, I mean, they, they've had games where they've helped people. It's hard to do in this league in this day and age of, you know, holding teams in the 60s, especially, uh, one, uh, you know, since May 30th, we've been, you know, the, the second best offense in the league. Uh, we've got the best overall true shooting percentage. Uh, so we're a very good offensive team, or we have been since May 30th. And uh, so they had their work cut out for them. So, you know, it's a, it's a credit to, to their defense that they were able to, to really completely knock us off our stride. And we just couldn't recover and unlock anything to get us over the hump. You know, even though we cut it to, you know, to seven a couple times. And if we score with a minute to go, it's a two-possession game. You know, we, we just couldn't get over the hump. Big announcer for this show and the network. Uh, we just reached an agreement with Pizza Luce, the great pizza joint and restaurant and hangout spot in downtown Minneapolis. They also have a, a place over in Seward. We are going to do the Cheryl Reeves show uh, in September and hope to continue there for a while. And uh, we also probably have our, one of our other shows, maybe I think Chin Music, our baseball show with LaBelle Neal adding, uh, joining Roy Smalley. We're probably going to do it at the Seward location. Uh, it's going to be great to to partner with a great company and a place that I love eating pizza and pizza luce. We'll, we'll get back to you soon with dates and times and all that stuff. Just want to let you know that we will get to do live shows. We've had a great time when we have done live shows in the, in the past is a, a great sign for, for everybody here coming up. Uh, Connecticut obviously has the best home record in the WNBA and they're the, one of the better defensive teams. Is there any, anything else about you know the arena, the experience that makes them a tough home team, or is it just the defense? Uh, I think they, you know, they, they've built a, a a nice home court situation over the last few years, and um, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, before the bubble season, I think they lost just one time, and, and that that loss was to the Minnesota Lynx. Um, you know, we historically, I think, have been a pretty good team here uh, at at the Mohegan Sun Arena, uh, but I, I would say that you know they're just returning to. Uh, you know, court sides and, you know, fuller capacity. Uh, so they didn't have a typical crowd. It's just like, you know, we're not quite yet there in Minneapolis either. Uh, very similar situation. Uh, but again, it is it is getting better, improving for each of the teams. I just think that, uh, you know, Connecticut values their home court, you know, much the same in the way that we try to value ours in Minnesota. You didn't get many calls on Tuesday night. Uh, is that something you, how do you handle that? Do you just kind of, you know, let it roll off your back. Do you do you send a letter? Do you, do you I mean, do you talk to your team about it? What do you do when you don't get calls in a physical game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we've been doing this long enough, and and we certainly, if if there's a younger player, we try to impart to them that um, calls go to the aggressor, and you know, anytime a team is aggressive, you get away with fouling. Um, it, it's just one of those things that is. It just happens that way, and so. Um, you know, we, we don't, the one thing that we're not saying from that game was, uh, that's why we weren't successful is because we didn't get calls. We clearly weren't, uh, attacking in a way, uh, that it was obvious that there were fouls and, you know, a little bit strange that, you know, there was just seven free throws and they were all by the same player. Um, that then it's Kayla McBride. She took all, all seven free throws. We were five of seven on the game and it was, they all, you know, came, came from her and that, that just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And some of it was, you know, certainly our approach uh, in in our aggression or lack of aggression. 
uh, that largely came off of our inability to move the ball like we want to move the ball. And I thought we got stuck a little bit holding the ball over our head, you know, wanting to throw the ball in the sill. And, you know, anytime that, we, that we've that we gone through that this season, it's it's not been good. We've got to have a balance to what we're doing. Um, you know, still, still uh, attracting attention uh, through her hard work, uh, posting up. Uh, sometimes we can get it to her, but there's sometimes that it's really best not to force it. And, you know, let's use the, her, her, her gravity uh, to help us get something else done. It, it's, it's an easier opportunity. So I thought we were largely responsible, uh, you know, for, the, for our inability to, uh, you know, to, to get the calls that, that maybe we thought uh, should have gone our way. Uh, and I, as a sports writer, I usually try not to write about or talk about much, the, you know, refereeing just because it's a trap you can get into. But, but it's just, for me, it's just really strange knowing how hard Sylvia Fowles gets hit every game to see her not get a single free throw. That did jump out at me. Yeah, and, and it should. And that's something that, you know, we've we, we've talked about, like you said. But uh, when you start to focus on it, uh, it's counterproductive. Nothing's mm-hmm. changing. Uh, Syl knows that. Um, you know, if, if we think there are, you know, if there's egregious contact that needs to be talked about, you know, we certainly go through the proper channels for that. Uh, I thought that there was physicality. Um, you know, Sill is like, you know, Shaq of old, you know, when the coaches used to talk about just because he can handle the contact doesn't mean it's not illegal. That absolutely is the case with Sylvia Fowles. Uh, the same things that Sill um, has to endure, other post players don't. And that's wrong. Um, you know, it's it's a losing battle, unfortunately. Uh, Sylvia Fowles can set the most legal screen possible, which she did in that game. Uh, and a player can run smack into it and fall down uh, and still gets called for illegal screen. But there are numerous post players setting screens around the league that do the very same thing and there are not fouls. Uh, so it's it's hard. Uh, you know, you, you can't focus on it. You know, you certainly try to bring it to their attention, you know, when it's appropriate, you know, without, you know, it, it, it uh, making you start focusing on the wrong things. Uh, but it's unfair. And, and it's, you know, something that I think I have to give uh, so a lot of credit for, because I'm not so sure I'd be able to handle it as well as she does. Yeah, no, 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 she's very stoic about it, which I find to be fairly remarkable. Uh, hey, you know, we continue to grow the network. We're going to be adding a big name here soon. Uh, you might have noticed some other new names around the network. Uh, we're adding some variety shows to go with our outdoor content and our sports content. We've added LaBelle Neal to our baseball show, and I'm doing my own show, Blocked and Muted. This week, my, my guest was Chip Scoggins. Where, so I offer my opinions, and then I t- have a guest that I enjoy talking to. We've had David Berry on before, who obviously has a relationship with Cheryl Reeve and, uh, and David's been great. And he's, he's the kind of guest I look for on that show. Somebody I can really have an intelligent conversation, or at least half, half, half the conversation will be intelligent. Uh, but but we, <laughs> we've gotten to this point because people have worked with us, have sponsored us, have, uh, have enabled us to grow. So I want to thank our sponsors and I want to start with all energy solar. Summer goes by faster than you expect. And before you know it, construction and solar installation season is over. Get on the calendar with all energy solar and get your energy efficient system installed to take advantage of 2021 solar incentives. Going with all energy solar means no more renting your power from the utility company. You'll be in control of your energy costs and will save lots of money. So stop renting your power and go green with all energy solar. Book your appointment today at allenergysolar.com. Also like to thank Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, 
Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. And I've been telling you about Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. That's C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. CaraQuinnRealtor.com is her website. You can also find her at VibeMN.com. Cara lives and and sells a lot of stuff in Minneapolis. She also works with Vibe Realty because of uh, she appreciates their uh, their approach and their ethics. And, and, and Vibe is, is located in St. Paul. So wherever you are in the metro area, Cara can help you out. She's helping myself and my wife right now find uh, just the perfect home. And it's a tough market, but she has helped us. Uh, we think we are in, in really good hands, in really good shape right now. And the place she found us, I would not have found scrolling around on the internet. So I just highly recommend as a human being, as a realtor, CaraQuinnRealtor.com. Uh, and also, we'd like to thank one of our original sponsors, Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. That is Glory Ramsey's operation. If you need marketing, especially for a small or medium sized business, Glory is the right person to work with. Uh, so, frustration for me, we, to, you had games on Facebook and Amazon Prime this week. At the same time, two other things happened. One is that uh, I think it, we had the highest rating rated WNBA broadcast game in like nine years, the one that was on ABC. And also, uh, I went, uh, I had lunch in a Mexican restaurant with my wife the other day, and there was tag on ESPN. Tag. Two people, two two young men jumping around trying to, an obstacle course trying to tag each other. I'm sure Cornhole was up next after that. Uh, it just, it just, I, I don't want to. We've talked about it before. I know there's probably nothing new to say about it, but my God, it's just it's just so simple. You know, you have a you have a rising women's league. You have women's sports on the rise. When they get publicized, they get ratings, and yet I still see tag on ESPN. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I have learned along the way, you know, about some of the business of this, and I suspect tag is like cornhole in that they pay ESPN. Uh, right. To be on, that is not an excuse as to no. uh, why we should not see more uh, broadcast uh, from our from our partner and, and a greater investment from our our ESPN partner. So there's two separate issues there. I think um, one, yes, I agree. When, when you invest and you put us on, there is a return on the investment. Um, and and you know, but separately, I think that the you know again, understanding the the economics of their business. Um, I guess when somebody waves a bunch of money in front of you, helps pay the bills, uh, you know, to help pay some of those massive uh, rights deals that they're involved in, of which the WNBA is not one of, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, you, you know, the, the cornhole and the tag, I suspect, uh, are, are paying ESPN for that airtime. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. Still drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> what was it like to have a, a few more fans, you know, courtside on uh, Sunday night? Great. Great. It was a great feeling. You know, it was, uh, I said it was going to be an adjustment. It felt uh, different, but it's a very, very quickly you, you grew back, you know, kind of, um, you know, into what we used to know and um, really appreciate the fans for, for being there and, 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 you know, sticking through, you know, I've said this before, the very, very challenging times, um, you know, hanging there with us and, uh, and then, you know, just, 
uh, you know, feeling enough confidence, uh, you know, that we would we would be able to to keep them safe as possible, um, and appreciate everyone who's cooperating with uh, the mass mandate, you know, in, in Target Center, and you know, let's do what we have to do, you know, um, and and you know, we we certainly as a group uh, from from the Lynx team, we certainly appreciate uh, the fans' commitment to us. So Natalie Chan was back and she's contributing. Uh, what are you seeing out of her? And uh, and are we seeing what is what we've seen this week representative of what she does, or is there something else you're looking for from her? Uh, I think whether it's from Natalie or or some of the players, um, you know, that uh, before not having Natalie, not having Ariel, um, you know, even at times not having Jess, when you have you know a smaller roster, um, there there's less choices to make, and sometimes it's easier. Um, you know, to, to you know, when you have only seven or eight players, you don't have playing time issues. Your decisions are easy. Now, as we grow, you know, back to, to kind of full strength and adding Ariel uh, sometime soon, that um, we're going to need some time to really figure that out and keep our flow, uh, making sure that we're putting them in the best positions to, to help our team, you know, to not only individually find success, but also to help our team, uh, to become the best that we can as we wind down uh, the season and hopefully head into the playoffs. Uh, any final thoughts today? We don't want to wear out your voice, so we're going to keep this one <laughs> fairly tight, uh, but I appreciate you making the effort and getting through the show. Uh, anything else you want to bring up today? Yeah, just, you know, thoughts are with, uh, you know, the, the folks in Afghanistan. And, yeah. um, you know, that's those are some really hard images and, and, and interviews and things to hear. Um, and, you know, without kind of getting into the, you know, the – uh, the reasons for everything. I just, um, you know, thoughts with those families that uh, that are struggling at this time, and and obviously thoughts with the uh, the women uh, in Afghanistan, and we're really hoping for the best. Yes, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you to Cheryl. Thank you to our producer Brandon Morton. We'll be back next week, and uh, it'll be really. It's hey, this is fascinating stuff. The the league, the top of the uh, WNBA standings are packed. You're right there fighting it out. Uh, another interesting game with uh, Connecticut coming up. I plan on being in there on Sunday for your next home game. And it, fe- it just feels like every game is important right now. Yeah, you know, it's like when I get asked, you know, by, by some of the media about this coming week, how important it is. And I said, oh, unlike the week before the break, right. unlike yeah. two weeks before that, uh, yeah. you know, they're all important. You know, there's just certain parts of your schedule that people find more interesting because maybe you're playing the top two teams and, you know, they feel like it gives you a barometer for where you're at, but that's not how we see it. Um, you know, we, we understand, you know, who we're playing, but we find all the weeks particularly important, especially as as we're winding down, you know, and, and we don't have many weeks left. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll just have to see, you know, just, you know, a week in this league means three, four games. Uh, so you just got to lock in on, on the next one. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be working really, really hard to have a response Uh, for the Connecticut game tomorrow night. All right. Thank you, Cheryl. Uh, We'll talk to you soon, and uh, best of luck this week. Thank you.